Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sporting 160 EN podcast. Podcast number uh, 129, I think. Yeah, 129. Long international break. Back with two back-to-back four gold dubs. Uh, I am your host, Danny Saldanga at Danny Saldanga, and I'm joined with my guy Chris at the Bicker sixty nine. What's up? What's going on, Chris? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, like you just said, two two great wins in a row. Paulinho scored. He waited till the very end. Everyone was ragging on him. There, no one even remembers him biting his nails on the bench while Tiago Tomas scored a break. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody remembers those memes everybody was trying to make. Okay? <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Other than that, I'm uh, I'm doing good. It's been been a couple of weeks. We got some some random shit that happened in between now and again that you may have even forgotten about at this point. But uh, yeah, let's get it. Facts, facts. Um, we'll be joined by a Bishkitish fan. We were on his podcast, uh, um, the Eagles podcast, uh, earlier last week or later last week. Um, Sinan, he'll be joining us soon. Uh, New York uh, native, a fellow Yank if you will. Um, but until then, let's get uh, to your Twitter questions. We just have two today from our guy, uh, Nunu Gabriel. Um, so Nunu asks, um, speaking of his Golasu, Paulinho's Golasu, do you guys remember, do you guys think this is what is going, uh, do you guys think this is what is going to, as they say in Portugal, a brito catch up um, and he'll go on uh, a scoring run finally. Homeboy had some serious bad luck versus Pesquitas. He needs to see a Brucha. It's true. Hit two. Uh, hit the word uh, the woodwork twice before he finally bagged that Gulasu. Thoughts on that, Chris? Uh, yeah. I mean, that Pesquitas game was is incredible. The the chances that he had that weren't going in. It really was getting to the point where it's like, it's kind of funny, but it's also fucked up in the same way, you know. It's less fucked up because there were chill in the result at that time, but it's just fucked up for the long term. Uh, what was going on there? So I'm actually really glad that he scored. Um, yeah, all the witch doctor stuff. I think we're hopefully good. <laughs> yeah, facts. Um, last question from Nunu Gabriel again at Cathy Valence uh, on Twitter. Um, he asks, what are your guys' thoughts on Mateusz Reis' performance lately? Do they justify having taken uh, Vinag's spot after he, Vinag, had that awful game versus Ajax? I'll extend it a bit. I think Nunu probably agrees with me here, but I think Vinag, had, after that Ajax game, had quite a few stinkers. Um, but Mateusz Reis, I mean, I fought maybe for the first goal or for the Pesquita's only goal. You could say it's a foul. <coughs> My fellow Canadian, Kyle Laren, shout out to Kyle. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Christian? Matthias Reis. Yeah, it's it's up and down, right? Sometimes you get the good Matthias Reis, and sometimes you get the one who he receives a pass and his touch goes like ten yards the wrong way that he's trying to get it to go. You know? Um, yeah. The 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 there's a lot of people who are calling for a foul on the on his the jump with with Laren. I see why. I see why you would say that, and I could see how it could be called a foul. But at the same time, Mateus Reyes doesn't even attempt to jump. I mean, just he got, he got, that's kind of like the equivalent to getting dunked on. I feel like it's like, dude, you just got fucking owned, dude. He just got sky high. He's, he's, he's preventing you from jumping 
But the fact that he is in the air already and getting there and you haven't even jumped yet means that you, even if you did jump, you weren't going to get there. It's kind of the facts, right? Um, like, he, he was like, he was late. You know, like, Laren's already in the air, you know? If, if his hands aren't there and then race jumps like half a second later, like, Unless race has significantly greater hops than Laren, which I don't I think like he's he getting it either. Doesn't, no. yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of like to play on there a little bit, to be honest. But I could see why you would think it'd be a foul. Yeah, I see it too. But I, I, I mean, no complaint in that goal. I think for me, uh, fun fact: Kyle Laren and I share the exact same birthday. He was just born in Brampton. And there goes Danny. <laughs> All right, so um, Danny was just delivering us a fun fact about – oh, there he is. He's already back. <laughs> Bro, I pressed leave studio instead of exit screen share. Oh, so your window didn't even crash, so you got back in like 10 seconds. What it's were you saying one about of those days for me. me and Kyle Aaron share the exact same birthday, April 17, 1995. Technically born in – the well, not technically. We are born in the same country. He's just born in Brampton, which is like – a whole other world, let me just tell you. For those Canadian, for our, for my fellow Canadians, I think we know. Oh, what I'm was it the about. same year? Same year, same day, same everything. Wow, that's actually kind of crazy to be honest. And that's he's like, banging goals. He's like, banging oh, goals against Sporting, and I'm talking share, about it, bro. Yeah, I saw. I share a birthday <laughs> with the celeb. It's like, all right, like probably not the same year, but like that's kind of no, crazy, dude. Exact same year, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Go ahead, Christian. Uh, there's a timeline of everything we missed, but just before we talk about Bill and Nips, so uh, take it away, dude. Yeah, I just looked back through our timeline over since our last pod was October 7th. So I guess that was – was that exactly two weeks ago? Yeah, Four I think it was. Days. It was yeah. a Thursday, right? Yeah, so yeah, it was exactly two weeks ago. So I just went back to October 7th and then started scrolling up and just looked through all the stuff that happened. Um, so it starts with the international break. Uh, as far as like our players were involved, Mateus Nunes got he got his he got his debut right. Um, I believe he got yeah. his debut against Qatar, and then he got his "You're locked in, you can't leave us now" game against Luxembourg. Got in the official game, important. In that same game, Polina scored and did a Ronaldo celly. <laughs> legendary I <forgot> about that. <laughs> legendary shit. And Ronaldo scored a couple. Ronaldo uh, and a, and a, yeah, and another one. Um, Sportage scored a banger off his chest, volley, off a flick from his teammate in Slovenia. Puskets award worthy? I don't know. I, I, they won't give it to us that, but <laughs> it was sick. Uh, Jenny Kitamo scored for Mozambique. Yeah. Kowatsu rode Pine and then got nutmegged against Brazil. Not a great international break for him, but as you can see, it affected him 0%. Yo, I love Quats, but for Uruguay, this guy's garbage. Just never call him again. Just let him stay in Lisbon. He's such a good reserve option. Like, that is a luxury reserve center back, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, Rafinha, I just feel like we should be noting oh, uh, his incredible form at the moment for club and country. Former sporting player. Uh, yeah, good for him. And obviously the Spain boys. Uh, reached the Nations League final. They won the semi and then lost the final. Uh, unlucky lads. Poro got hurt, so he didn't even dress for the final, I don't think. But I, I mean, it's not like he probably would have played at all. But something crazy happened that didn't. Um, but Sarabia started both games and, by all accounts, you know, was decent. Um, I think better in the first than in the final. I think he got subbed off in the final. So, yeah, uh, good shit for them. 
Uh, right after that, that same weekend, because it was international break, Sporting played a friendly against uh, Torrijos, which is a Liga 3 team. And I think they won 3 nothing, And Paulinho scored a brace. So like this is uh, this is in, like a throwback two weeks ago meme. These memes move so fast that a meme from two weeks ago is like ancient. So yeah, he was getting memed, scoring scoring braces in the training match, like LOL. And then Nunesans took a pick with Adinu after the game. They were teammates for yeah. one season at Stubel in like 2012. <laughs> Absolute banter right there. Yeah. Um, just Google like Adinu Sporting. That that's really all you need, and just like there's like six I, incidents that have occurred over the years, or Twitter search it. To that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poro won Defender of the Month for the league. Good for him. And then right after that, he has an interview, and his grandpa is like in the interview too. I think it's like a sit down in their living room or some shit. And he like is always talking about how Poro wants to play for Real Madrid. I didn't even watch it because like I don't fucking care. Really, and like it, it, like the Real Madrid rumors kind of started to swirl a lot. So much to the point that Poro came out and delivered a statement on his social media, like saying, uh, "You know, I'm not. I mean, obviously, it's any player's dream to play for great clubs, but this is what I'm doing right now. You know, well done to him. But like, yeah, it was kind of crazy that that shit was spiraled based off of like what is fucking like. His grandpa's probably like 85. It's like. Yeah, it's like a kid's dream. Like, why are you like reporting this as like it's some freaking like scoop? Like, um, right after that, Braganza renewed. Mateus Nunes actually renewed today as well. So, um, Braganza one twenty five k to two hundred k. Mateus Nunes four hundred k. Mateus is on double the wages of of Braganza, which I don't know. Kind of makes sense. He is the yeah. He's one starter. Braganza, he is the starter, and if Braganza becomes a starter, he'll like get that level up. Yeah. Uh, Braganza through twenty twenty five, Nunes through twenty twenty six. Like, if they they fucking if those deals expire, uh, something crazy. <laughs> and and the the bio clause went from forty five to sixty. I can't remember what Braganza's was. I, I think it it's might be same. sixty it's as 60, well. It's sixty as well. Yeah. yeah. Not that that fucking matters either. Yeah. Exactly. I don't even like report bio clauses anymore on the Twitter. Fair enough. It's so fucking. I mean, yeah, it, I remember, it used to like somewhat matter. But that's like, what I was gonna say. I remember yeah, when Bruno first started doing it. It was like 75, 80. 80. We were like, we're just oh, slowly shit. going up hundred. Like, exactly. Yeah. Dude, they're selling if they get a good offer. They know his market. Um, yeah. Other hilarious news. This is just a timeline of shit that, that happened. Uh, this is all in order, I think. Um, t- it came out. Uh, uh, Porto's uh, RNC came out. Report for the for the financials for the previous season. Octavio had a 15 million euro signing bonus. Incredible. Um, <laughs> I mean, imagine if that came out at Spartan, bro. This guy Pizza Costa Riot. has the most pacified opposition of all time. That it like was just a blip. Like, but dude, the Polingo twenty two point nine was the fucking end of the world, man. Like fifteen million signing bonus, Sheesh. nothing. Yeah. Um. Mm. So then, right after that, they officially announced the AG was going to happen. No budget, only financial reports. So they just scrap approving a budget, and they're just like. We'll divide the 2019-20 budget, you know, by 12, and then like you, you, you divide it out. So yeah, they've been managing the past year already on that system. So I guess they're just like, fuck it. What's another six months of this shit? We've already been doing it. <laughs> Can't get any of this shit approved. <laughs> so that's happening this Saturday now. 
Uh, but yeah. it officially got announced back then, whatever, fucking like October 12th, wherever we're at this point. Uh, the Strom jersey leaks and then isn't used. Incredible. Incredible stuff, really. Everyone was melting down. People like it. Some people don't. The back is hideous. The collar does not line up. A lot of reasonable complaints, in my opinion. Um, and then the kit isn't even used. And Bolness is wearing blue and white. So explain to me how a green and white and green and green or white socks like is gonna like clash yeah, with that in clash, any way. Yeah. Dude, I bet it's because like they didn't have the kits delivered or something. Probably or they're, like it's not in stock or something, and they couldn't get them from Nike. Like that is pr literally probably why more so than like the colors clash. I bet they just like didn't have them or some fucking idiotic shit. Hope they come in before the next round against Varzin which was drawn uh, today. I would have forgotten. That was an incredible transition. Um, <laughs> they moved Portugal-Serbia to Stade de Luz from Jose Alvalade, which would have been kind of sick, right? It would have been the decisive yeah. qualifier. They're both probably going to win out, and that's going to decide who goes automatically, right? So it would have been sick to have that at Alvalade. And so did they give the – because I don't know if, they, if this was the reasoning behind it or if it's just like a rumor that was going on or maybe you tweeted it. Was it because of our grass? That they, uh, that they, they never the said that. They just said fix your congestion for sporting, which I feel uh, like low-key means the grass. And Alfred, yeah. Alfred Kerensky is right. I don't know why I just assumed it would end after the election. It's still the same budget. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely because of the grass. And on that side note, we now have three straight home games on the grass. Mm -hmm. At least it's gotten a little bit of a break, right, for the past couple yeah. of weeks. But best of luck, grass. Three games <laughs> in like 10 days. <laughs> uh, Nunu Men's uh, was a finalist for Golden Boy, top 20. I mean, the Portuguese players never win shit like that. I feel like they like make it to like the like finals. So like good for him being top 20. He'll probably finish like 12th or some shit, you know, 14th, whatever. Good for him. It's still great. Um, let's get that fucking transfer activated. Actually... Fabrizio Romano, that's his name, right? Mm -hmm. Reported that PSG was basically going to activate that clause. Yeah. Which we kind of knew, and there probably is a handshake agreement behind the scenes. But the fact that Fabrizio tweeted that like a week ago, like with no context, is a good sign, I'll say for sure. Um, if, if I'm not mistaken, he's been there like bona fide left back. There's, uh, he's like competing with somebody else. I forget their name. But... Is his name like Kim Pembe or something? Or does that guy play a different Kim position? Kim Pembe. He, he's yeah, he's more of a center back, but I think he can also play left back. Okay, okay. But yeah, I honestly I haven't him. been watching the PSG games that much. Yeah, he played the Champions League game where Messi just scored two. So, okay. Yeah. Um. And then obviously the last thing I have on this uh, timeline is something that we're going to touch on. It, well, I just ended it with like shit that we're going to touch on this podcast, so it ends with the bonus game. And it's obviously the pulling you face on the bench. Not <laughs> twice. There's two pulling your faces. There's pulling your face one, which wasn't as good. But at the time, we didn't know we were going to get pulling your face two. And then we get pulling your face two after the brace. Um, incredible, man. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. It's all good now. Right? I right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go into that Villainish game. Uh, let me just quickly bring up the lineup here. Uh, where is that bad boy? So we have, um, we had, a, 
That yeah, is this a, is not that the villainous game. Oh that logo out of the screen. I've just seen a dot and I'm like, oh, oh dude, I thought they. Flint. See, I, I even googled Uj Villainous. What is this? What's going on here? You gotta maybe say Tasso the Portugal. That'll narrow it down. Yeah, that's Actually, a blunder on my part. I ha I have it. There's one on zero zero. Um, zero that's the one there that I looked up. Um, it's got all the subs and stuff, so that's a good one. Boom. My bad, guys. Oh, good, All brother. Right. Boom. So we had Virginia making his debut. Ishgayo Net, Inacio Fadal in the back line. Gonzalo Ishtivsh, I believe, making his debut as well. I don't think he's been subbed on yet. I don't um, think he has either. Ugarte, he's already been subbed on for like garbage time minutes. Bragança captaining the squad. Uh, and Vinagre on the left wing back position with the return of Pot. The brace of Tiak Tumaj and the goal, um, the penalty kick of Jovan Cabral with substitutions of Pedro Poru, who I thought was seriously injured. Um, Golart, Mateus Reis, Mateus Nunes, and Nunu Santos. Uh, Christian, take it away, dude. What are your thoughts on this game? Um, to be honest, I went back and forth because I was, uh, like, as I was like doing a little prep for this, I, uh, um, was like it, like watching highlights and shit. Oh, we have Sinan. We'll just do this after then. We didn't even yeah. get into it. We'll do it after. We'll What's up, Sinan? What's going on, fellas? <laughs> Glad to have you on, bro. We were just quickly talking about a, um, a little uh, Portuguese cup action, but no need to worry about that. We won 4 nothing. No big deal. They're in like the fourth division nowadays. Um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, Belenenses, was it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The real Belenis, by the way, too. Yeah, there's a um, there's an imposter club currently in uh, the top flight, but yeah, it's an imposter club. That's what it is. That's yeah. like a there's a club in Turkey now, Adana Demirspor, and like the the real Adana team is Adana Spor, but they're like somewhere in fourth. fourth uh, so yeah, we got a lot of those. So yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's actually crazy the similarities between Turkish football and and Portuguese football. Um, Definitely. But anyways, so let's let's jump into the Champions League game then while while we're here. Uh, starting eleven for Sporting was Adan, Inacio, Quach, Fidal. We had Poru and Mateus Reis on the wingbacks position with Palinga, Mateus Nunes in the midfield with Pot, Sarabia, and Palingo up top. Um, you guys had take your lineup away because uh, there's no way I'm pronouncing that guy's uh, the the keeper's last name, dude. Um, so and, and oftentimes you have us pronounce these guys by their or go by their first name. So he's actually okay. we, go, we call him Ersin. But yeah, Ersin Destanolu. Uh, we have Domagoj Vida and Wellington on the back line with uh, a familiar face vis-a-vis -vis, uh, Valentin Rosier on the right side of our defense, and then Fabrice and Sakala on the left side, which um, you know we 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 rotate that position the most. That's something of a weakness, but. Um, and then, as you can see statistically there, apparently. But uh, then you have Joseph de Souza uh, sort of in the back of our midfield with uh, Miralem Pjanic and Alex Teixeira. Uh, in the, that's, honestly, that's our best trio. And the only downside is that it was maybe like their second time on the pitch together because of all the injuries. I don't know if you guys have talked about that at all in the past, but Besiktas was just ravaged by injuries pre, uh, coming into this match. And like we had a mostly healthy side. Uh, this time around, but um, you know, still, still settling and gelling, which which we all got to see. Unfortunately, or I guess fortunately for you guys, I forget this is uh, <laughs> your podcast. But uh, and then on the wings, Rashid Ghazal 
and Canadian Nationals team uh, member Kyle Laren. <laughs> um, and then Nishibatsuai, a name I think many will recognize, uh, you know, anyone who follows the sport. Yeah, right, for sure. For sure. Uh, guys, just quickly, uh, for those watching, if you want to give uh, Sinan a, a follow at Sir Writes A Lot, underscore, underscore, of course, uh, give him a follow on Twitter, follow his podcast as well. Uh, Eagles podcast. The Not the, the bad Eagles that we don't like talking about. The Black Eagles, though, exactly. Black Never Eagles are fine. Black but Sinan, Eagles are fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Sinan, take us through the game. What were your thoughts on the game? Uh, I know it was a heavy loss, but uh, some bright points, I think, for, for Bruschitas, I think. Whew, yeah. Um, first of all, I'd like uh, to recognize my own bravery. For showing up here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> of course, was, of course. <laughs> this was tough, honestly. Um, you know, we came into this this one with a lot of hope. And obviously, like, losing to you guys would never be terrible in and of itself. Obviously, like, 4-1, to one, on the other hand, uh, is a little unsettling. Especially because we're going into our derby against Galatasaray this coming Monday. So, um, anyway. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, I guess it's good that the the starting eleven got to sort of come together and um, try to force things against good opposition like you guys going into that match. So I guess that's the the bright side. But um, you know, as for this match, it could have turned in, in a few key moments, right? Like when Alex Teixeira nearly scored at the end of the half, there that would have made for uh, a different sort of match, or or when uh, when Bachuai rounded Adan, your keeper, but then skied it, you know, that was uh, a lackluster ending from him. But no, I mean, all around, I think you could also probably make the argument that you guys deserved all of your goals, if not more. And I think um, that the fact that two of them, or three of them, if you really, you know, three of them being on set pieces is um, unfortunate on the one hand for us, because you know, you don't like to lose like that. But on the other hand, considering how many chances you guys had and didn't put away at other points in the match, I think it's it's a fair result. I hate to say it. Uh, we, our defense, you know, I, I, th I think initially we, we went in with a lot of energy and verve and we were trying to like gig and press you guys. And and we probably had you guys on the rope for a minute, at least, you know, maybe you, th you, you thought for a good 15, 20 minutes. But then yeah. I think- So, many, so many turnovers in the back forced. Like yeah, and, yeah, a lot of problems. The, it was I thought it, the first fifteen minutes were horrible by Sporting and so good for Besiktas. Yeah, I I had a lot of hope honestly, um, but you could tell that fatigue started setting in, um, and, and I think that's in right. It's right after the Kawad. A lot of these guys Kawad scores exactly. kind of against the run of play. Yeah. It feels like the first one. Yeah, and, and really, like when we equalize, I think we could still, you know, make the argument that we're 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 keeping it together. But certainly, the second one, that one was the mind killer. <laughs> that one really, uh, yeah. I mean, just to to have the same goal scored against you was was very deflating. And I think by then, also, again, with the guys coming back from injury, a lot of fatigue set in. So, um, realistically, we probably should have switched to a more conservative play from there on, but. Uh, we kind of kept going for it, and I think that's where we paid the price. You guys were masterful on the counter. And I have to say, like, one final note, um, I think your manager, Amorim, that, that was kind of a master class. Like, if he watched previous match against Bashakshi here, 
uh, we lost in a similar manner and, and similarly like we were weak on the counter. So I think if he recognized that we were going to have possession, I don't know if that's regular for you guys, but um, I, I expected it to be more even even handed, you know. So for us to have that much possession uh, was is a little scary because we're so weak on the counter. And so I think in a sense, your manager probably played to that weakness of ours and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it wasn't pretty for us. I, I definitely agree because we're a team that mainly has the ball as well. Uh, Christian, I don't know if you want to uh, spill your thoughts on this game. What were, you, what were your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. We kind of, I kind of touched on it where it was just like, uh, I, I literally thought we were going to lay another egg. Um, and that was going to be that probably. Um, because if you, you lose the, if you lose the away tie, with the team that you're probably potentially, you know, in this scenario, if we would have lost fighting for third with, it's not, not a good situation to be in. Um, but we, 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 we got, we got, we were very effective on set pieces and we got basically three identical goals. The third yeah. goal was a result of what would have been, it wasn't identical, but it was just another Kawats header. Um, and which for resulted sure. in, which resulted in the handball, which was like, Again, like, Besiktas is down the other end. No one even appeals for Sporting. Besiktas is down the other end, almost scores, and then he brings it back for a PK. And, I mean, to be fair, it's probably the right decision. But this just crazy. This game for me is just crazy, crazy swings of emotion. It's Besiktas almost scoring. It's Sporting almost scoring. Besiktas at the post. Uh, Batshuayi rounded the keeper and skied it. Uh, he also had a shot that went like literally this far wide in the first half. Like, yeah, th yeah. this game literally could have been like six four. I think, I think the Sporting's probably deserved the winner in the end, but Besiktas is 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 probably deserved more than one goal. Um, I see our friends at Goal Point here have them at one point oh expected goals. I I don't know about that. I, I mean, it seems more like a two point eight to me. We were four point nine. We created a lot of chances. But at the same time, a lot of those chances came once you guys were chasing the game at 3-1 in the second half, and we're just getting, like, you know, four-on-three breaks and stuff like that, three-on-two. Um, and it's just a decision of, like, which the center back doesn't cover. You just pass it that way, and it's a, a great chance. Um, yeah, it, it this game was not over until I – I think Amuni actually said this, too, that he didn't think it was over until the fourth one went in. Yeah. Because at any point, if Besiktas scored that second goal in the second half, it's just the crowd gets into it again, and it's just it's game on again. And if that happened the 60th minute, 65th, 70th, 75th, eight, like at, if it happened at any point, like it would have been frenetic to the finish. So uh, the fourth goal was honestly needed. Um, and it's, yeah, I think Besiktas is very unlucky to not concede or not to score more, but at the same time, the defense was a bit shambolic. Um, understandable at times when you're chasing the game at three one. You have zero points. You're playing at home, right? It's 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 go time if you're down three one. Um, so I get it to a certain extent, um, but I was impressed you know, with Besiktas. Um, better, better expected. Uh, I I expected actually a similar game. Or I expected honestly um, a game where sport maybe sporting dominates possession more, and it's Besiktas who's hitting us off the counter. Um, and it, it finishes in a 1 1 draw, maybe that's kind of what I was expecting going into it. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, I'm happy with the result, and I know coming back to Lisbon, um, 
Sporting needs to take care of business again because Besiktas needs a result, and they're right back in the race for third. However, if Sporting gets a result, they're right back in the race to qualify, um, and Besiktas is kind of left in the dust. So, yeah, I I think it'll be I think it'll be great. Um, probably like a maybe the roles will be a bit reserved reversed because Sporting will be at home. Maybe Besiktas is the the team that's more dangerous off the counter, like I kind of expected in this one. But yeah, I. Uh, it's it was a needed three points for Sporting and it was a needed goal for for Paulinho. Fox, um, take it away. So yeah, I, was, yeah. go, go. I was just gonna add our our manager, and 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 Turkish managers tend to be quite cryptic and a little bit weird. But he made this sort of grandiose statement about how like we have no interest in the uh, Europa League, which you know I didn't. I didn't exactly know what he meant by that. You know, if that means we're like going to go for it all out, like we're going to win these last three matches no matter what, or if it's kind of like uh, we're going to just focus on playing the way we play and play this out, you know, because, you know, I, I didn't know if it was like a defeatist statement or or if it, if it was like a gun. I know. <laughs> I know. And there's a scenario where nine points, Maybe not even qualifies you, but I know, I know. <laughs> not, with, not with Ajax. I think they could just win one more, and that becomes almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, but yeah, it should be. I I definitely think like the return leg. I wouldn't assume that we're like just done with it, done with everything. You know, I, I think you can expect Besiktas to come out and give it a shot. But on the other hand, like I don't know, you guys. You guys are you fi- you're finding your form now. I guess the only thing to our benefit is that we could find our footing by then, or we should. I, I certainly hope we do, as, as far as you know, domestically. But um, yeah, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Now we move on. <laughs> we move. But let's not move too quickly because what we like doing you, here. Wait, one more thing. I heard you mention that you guys uh, dropped a game to uh, Istanbul Besek here. Uh, prior to, to facing us, we absolutely despise Istanbul yes. Bester at this podcast. Uh, good, good. I kind of just despise everything that they stand for, and they're just a, a obviously plastic club with, like, you know, just like this is like created by the government. Uh, exactly. Um, so, yeah, and they knocked us out just yeah. shockingly. So, many reasons that we hate him over here. Um, but how, you, what was the result of that game? Um, so, yeah, we lost uh, three to two. Um, you know, on the road, whatever. I mean, they don't have any fans, so it's it's always weird to even say <laughs> it on the road. They have this like giant stadium. That, like, yeah, they still have the COVID restrictions going on. Yeah, but not even that. Like even without, they have they are like you said, a completely plastic club. And like Istanbul is so saturated by the big three clubs, um, and then you have a number of smaller clubs, clubs like locally um, that are somewhat legit. You know, as far as having followings, whatever. But Bashakshi here is like not one of them. They're like a municipal team that, you know, this current government just injected a ton of money into, you know, in a very shady fashion. Uh, and so they're kind of collapsing. So it was a shame that we lost. They, them, they didn't finish that well. Like they've obviously been in Europe and stuff recently, but last season they finished like 15th or something. They were fighting relegation in the end, right? Yeah, exactly. And, so and how, how are they this season? Almost in the same, same exact same position. Oh, so that's not a good result for you guys then. Terrible, terrible, and we we gave them a footing too, you know. Like we we want them out of here. Yeah, <laughs> and now you've got Galatasaray coming up, so good luck, yeah, good exactly. luck. 
Exactly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> not that was not supposed to be sarcastic. I realized. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, of course. No, I, I meant I, I guess I'm viewing it like with pessimism, you know. I'm I'm nervous <laughs> about that for sure. But you know, you, you never know with a derby. You got my cat is putting on a show for you. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly uh, on the on the game, I want to gauge your opinion on a few calls that maybe have went uh uh, against you really uh first to start off the the penalty shout on us uh handball to vida uh we in portugal at least love to complain about the referees so feel free uh what was what's your opinion on that penalty i mean on the one hand you could sort of make the argument that the header is hit with enough velocity and he has his back turned to it so he can't really see what's happening but on the other and the, obviously i think why it's called is that his arm is in such an unnatural position it's one of those ones where like you hope maybe they they just sort of it's it's what with the murky ruling these days you know that they'll, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll let it go but um when they do call it it's like yeah you know it clearly it's not looking too good so yeah i i, I didn't hate it i guess is what i'll say <laughs> fair enough Fair enough. And then uh, your offside goal. Let me just quickly bring it up because I was uh, trying to get the um, freeze frame of it here. Um, the What could have been potentially 3-2. I was actually watching this at work. It's not the greatest image right here, but I was watching this at work and I was convinced it was 3-2 until I uh, turned on the second half and it was only 3-1. So there's your guy right around there. Um, thoughts on this offside? Just barely. And, and and your overall opinion on this on the ruling on VAR right now uh, in terms of these offside calls? You know, I, I, be as real like, as you want to be. Don't worry, we 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 have thick skin here. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, like he is a hair offside. It looks like you know, and and I think for the ref, it must suck to even have to make that call because like it's such a beautiful goal, and you you know you don't even want to look at it, but they, they do sort of instinctively. Uh, instinctively and and fair enough you know I, I think he is a hair off uh as for var var um we've been on both sides of it i i i wish i mean again in this case i think the call is legit and you know you just hate to see it called because it was such a beautiful goal but typically i think we've been on both sides of it but there's a an issue with objective application of, of var and and there's always sort of uh, a team of refs in Turkey that are in the VAR booth who all have their own reputations regionally. So, you know, and it just sort of perpetuates the same problem often in Turkey. Obviously in Europe, you have a bit more ob objectivity, you know, in these sort of competitions. So, you know, I err on, on the side of the refs here, but uh, in Turkey, it's still rife with the same politics and kind of, I don't know if it's the same in Portugal, but I assume it's, so. it's the exact same. same. <laughs> exact same. <laughs> I, I don't know I if you think, have an opinion on these I two. think they got lucky. On, I think it's correct. And the reason I think it's correct is you can actually see because you got, oh, like, we actually – Hold on. There, there, there is a screen grab somewhere on the internet. Ah. With the, I tweeted it, Danny. It's on the Twitter somewhere. Um, okay, I tweeted the screen grab of it when the game was going on, and it has the lines. Um, it's yeah, like it a perfect cool. angle. Um, be careful with uh, video, though, Danny. I know, I know. There it is. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that's good. Um, you can look at it. It's on the feed if you want to see it. I'm um, just like scroll back two days. Um, yeah, I, I think they have like a very good angle on it. It's like almost right on. So you, you actually have a decent look at it. And it's, yeah, his toe is like ahead a little bit. His, his toe is ahead of Fidal's ass. 
by like yeah, exactly. a couple <laughs> inches. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> if only he had like smaller feet, like you know. <laughs> uh, but it's oh, unlucky. Well. It's unlucky. It's a great finish. It's a great finish. It kind of a questionable celebration. The failed knee slide, but it was a great. Finish. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been out the whole season and like in four appearances he's had three goals and all of them have been fairly um you know outstanding in that fashion you know beautiful but um he's still not quite used to like he's not quite in you know fit yet uh and he's also clearly not used to celebrating goals <laughs> he, he needs to practice that a little bit which i hope we can provide uh, him the opportunity to do but um yeah, I mean, that's also a silver lining, I think. He had a solid game, and he's had a couple now since returning. So he'll be vital, I think, if, if he can find that form and stay on side and keep his foot back a little. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the same uh, Alex Teixeira that was linked to Liverpool, right? That then went to back China? Day. Yes, okay. exactly. Uh, shine for Shakhtar Donetsk exactly. uh, back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do remember this. him. Yeah. So, uh, uh, real Alfred Kinski, we'll get back to the game in a sec, just asking you guys the man of the match. But uh, he's asking, uh, what was the tiebreak last season? Because you guys did tie in points. I do remember that. What was the tiebreaker? Was it goal difference? It went to goal difference um, because the head-to-head was even, too. It, it got really insane. But it wasn't as close as it was sort of, as people sort of assumed. Because even if they had evened up on goals, we had the next thing as well. So... They would have had to have won by two more goals rather than one, but but still, yeah, it was a one goal uh, on paper anywhere, or at least two and whatever beyond that. Two goals. Oh, because if it was tied, then it would have gone to the next tiebreaker, which you exactly also would have we had won. the next one exactly, Got which it. I don't even recall what it was anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it was it was insane, and and the whole sort of end of the season again, like injuries. This is becoming a thing, but yeah, we had like a, a ton of injuries hit us at the same time, and then. A number of crazy results and, um, yeah, I mean, just mayhem until the last minute, basically. But we got it. <laughs> anyway, well it matters. Was there yeah. any? Was there any? I guess we can say this is a, a, a new segment I just created. Danny was was who who what player on Besiktas uh, surprised you the most? I did like Alex Teixeira. I did like Bachuai. I'm going to just give a quick shout-out to my guy, Kyle Lahren. Even though he he didn't do much, I'm going to be real, but he scored the goal. That's all that matters. And that's all Kyle Lahren is actually good at, is being at the right place at the right time. And and I'm, I'm glad he's having he's having the success at Peshkitas because he did um, struggle a bit uh, when he initially got there and then went out on loan a bit. And even then, he was he was struggling a bit. So I'm, I'm came, glad to see my guy, Laren. Did he go straight? Well. Did he go straight Orlando City to Besiktas? To Besiktas? I'm yeah. pretty sure he yeah. did, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and he sort of like – he had a half season with us where he like rode the bench and then sort of had a really good end of the season, I think. And then the next season, we, we had some hope for him, and, and he tanked. Honestly, he was not good yeah. at all. And then uh, loaned his- out to Holland, if I'm not mistaken. And went uh, Belgium, elsewhere. I think. Belgium, Belgium. yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, I can't remember the club exactly, but um, it's yeah, whatever. But yeah, um, and then he came back last season. He was key to to our championship drive. He had like 19 goals in the league, like quite key actually. But um, yeah, he's been injured again. Also, also, like I think we were kind of hoping he could find his form again, but he he's also been out for a while, as you probably know with the national side, right? Cause he didn't. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't go this last uh, international break. Yeah. 
Same How about you? Atiba. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? Same with Atiba. Uh, Atiba yeah, also. he's still out. He's still out, if I'm not mistaken, right? That's, that's right. why he didn't that's play right. against Spartan. That's Unfortunate. Right. But he's getting up there in age, to be fair with Atiba. Yeah, so. and, and Pjanic is really like he's yeah. kind of got the position this year, at least. You know, I mean, and probably I mean, I don't think Atiba comes back many more years. <laughs> That's actually a, a good shot. I should have said Pjanic because he was he was lights out, especially in the first half. I felt like he was really pulling the string for you guys. Um, I'll pass that same question back to you, though, Chris. Who impressed you in Bushkitas? <clears throat> um. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I obviously thought Pionix played well. And, I mean, obviously, there's a couple other players that I, I recognize. Laren Vida, um, obviously, the most obvious. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember, I, I remember the guy, Gazal. I, he played yeah. for, he played in like the Prem or the Championship, right? Or both. Yeah, Villa. Yeah. For Leicester. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, he, I thought, I mean, his 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 output was probably not that great at the end of the day, but I thought he was like kind of shifty on the on the wing, and you know, I could see him creating problems for for people in the future. Um, I don't know if, if he's had a good season or anything, but just from this one game, I uh, I re- I recognize his face. I remember him from from England somewhere, and I was like, oh, this guy's actually you know pretty good. Yeah, he really pulled the strings for us actually last season. He had a ton of assists. Um, yeah, he. He's a key to anything we can do for sure. Um, and actually, Valentin Rosier was really good last season, uh, which is why we. we He's another t- against Sporting. I, he was kind of quiet. He didn't. Yeah. He wasn't bad, but he also wasn't good. He was just kind of he, like this a, season, a five point out, right? Just like he was out there, you know. Yeah. No, this season he's been a little, eh, you know, like. He secured the bag, and I think he's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't want to. I don't want to assume the worst because he really was fantastic last season. And I think for the Turkish league, um, he's he's a fantastic right back. So, um, you know, hopefully it's just like a, you know, he's just like everybody else, just trying to. Yeah, I want to see the whole team. I want to see him in double digit assists for him again. <laughs> I would, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I saw that the ultras had a rosier uh, banner. Hung up with like a Tasmanian devil on it, or the yeah. or it's like the Rugrats or not the Rugrats the uh, the cartoon. Uh, the, why is it my blanking it? Whatever the uh, like Warner. I think Bros. it was the Tasmanian devil, right? Is it Tasmanian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like the, that. The I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, or if he like is known to like that character or something. But I thought it was pretty sweet. <laughs> I, I I think it has something to do with his pace, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> They got some weird thing going on our social media team for sure. <laughs> um, all right, C9, was there who who on sporting um uh impressed you, surprised you? Oh man. I mean, certainly it weird it feels weird to say Pots because like I think it's hardly a surprise, right? But um Palinia, I think that that uh, is a Joao Palinia. Palinia, yeah. Uh, he was fantastic and and a bit of a tough, tough cookie. I could see him, uh, his type of talent, sort of being good elsewhere in Europe. You know, if not, I don't, I don't want to say that. I know you guys probably don't. He'll be at Wolves next season. Don't worry. It's a shock he's not there this season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was. Gonna, Basically, I was he was Wolves. almost there. He was almost. I'm telling there. you, it's Man United. Him and Maybe him and Ronaldo in the in the um, national he, team have basically been besties. He's I, slowly I becoming a regular for the national team. Like Sporting's not gonna be able to hold on to him. He no. remember was it this? It was this preseason. He was training alone because he was going to be transferred. 
Feels no, like it was last. It was last. That was last. Season. That was last season. Okay. It was the yeah, because it was the the season when we were just before becoming a champion. Yeah, yeah, that's we right, almost right. sold them for fifteen million, Sinan, to fucking CSK Moscow for fifteen million. <laughs> oh made them made him fucking train aside. Like you're not <laughs> training with the squad. For, for ridiculous. Moscow. Come on, man. Uh, another name. It was like a another twelve name, plus though. three, to be honest. Actually. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, another name I'll mention, and I was shocked to find out how young he was after the game, is uh, Gonzalo Inacio. Um, yeah. I think he grabbed an assist, right? He's the one who kept heading First in one. the yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he was, yeah. he was a pain in the butt on, on set pieces. But, yeah, yeah, he also seemed to have a real calm head about him. Um, you know, I think we would have hoped to have scored two or three goals, right? Like, given our defensive weakness, we kind of rely on, on attack so far this year. And he was a big part of why. I mean, obviously, Coates as well. But the center uh, back that's not Coates or Inacio, whether it's Race, whether it's Fidal, whether it's Neto, is always the weakest link of the three a, center backs. Yeah. There you go. But so yeah, I was. I mean, the kid, the kid's twenty. That's pretty remarkable, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, he's grown a lot. Grown yeah, a lot he really has. Quietly too, because like he was missing out on Portugal U twenty one calls. It's like. He's starting for sporting, like for all season. He's twenty, like yeah. he's nineteen. It's like how do you, how are you how are you not calling him for the youth national team? This sounds so familiar, honestly. <laughs> I bet it's the same politics too, where like some of yeah, the other clubs yeah. get like ridiculous call-ups that don't belong. Uh, yeah, we get a lot of that. <laughs> That's a common theme for the Turkish side. <laughs> We have George Mintz pulling the. I mean, you guys do probably as well. We have George we Mintz pulling have, on the street. So he stops he by. It's not his main stomping ground, but he's been there. Yeah, he's been sure. everywhere. He's got to be. Yeah. I was going to say he's going to trigger the Wolverhampton shenanigans. I'm sure for you guys, <laughs> for uh, Palinia or whoever. He already has, yeah. man. We won't. We won't go into great detail, but just. I mean, Christian and our audience will get it. Just David Wang. And everybody else will understand the rest about it with the Wolves saga that George Mendes is, is gone on. But anyways, um, my quick question, I'll ask you a quick uh, a little question about how you became a, a Bashkita supporter and all that. And I'm sure maybe Christian might have a question or two for you as well. Just a uh, last thing on this game. Uh, we typically always ask like our who our man of the match were. Um, so I'll start with you. I mean, it doesn't have to – it could be a Bashkita player. It doesn't have to be a Spartan player. Who was the, the, the most impressive player on the pitch for you? Um, I, I, I mean, that's tough. Paulinho's goal was probably this, the sort of most sublime moment, right? Like that, that curler from deep, like that was a beautiful goal, but it would be weird not to mention Coates as for me, the, the sort of runaway man of the match, just obviously scoring twice, but also just manning that back line so well for you guys, keeping us to the one goal, you know, uh, I think Batshuayi, Batsman, uh, was held to like, I think he, had, he was upside five times or something. So, you know, you guys <laughs> were really well disciplined on the back line. And I, I would imagine that he's the leader of that back line. So I'm sure he played a huge we role. We lead the Champions League in, in offsides drawn through three matches. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a mistake. Just like you can't say that the, the, the goals that he scored are a mistake. Like, fool, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, right? The, <laughs> Shame on me, right? Is that, is that, is that good? But yeah, yeah. yeah, 
I mean, you guys must have organized. That, that's got to be done in training for sure, right? That's we scored training. a free k- uh, corner kick in the cup game against Bullness with a flicked header with a header at the back post. So that we've scored a lot of goals from corners this season or from like the sequence that resulted from a corner, um, which is making up for our lack of efficiency scoring from open play, to be honest. Um, it's kind of papered over some of those cracks while while Poth was out, which hopefully the the output from 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 uh, open play increases, especially in the league. Yeah, well, he was a but part of both. We just had one of our games. highest scoring games, highest away win in Europe ever for the club. Like, it's, it sounds weird saying that, but yeah, we we had some difficulties early in the season scoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, congrats, um, guys. That's all. That's my, <laughs> my final word. <laughs> yeah, the thing well, is, is if you beat us or even draw us, things get serious it's, again. It's, we're right. It's just we're back in the scrum. It's just you and us, baby, in the scrum for third. That's right. That's right. <laughs> even though our, our manager is being, and it'll basically come down to if either of us will be able to pull a result against the top two, and if one of us does, congrats, you get Europa League. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Exactly. <laughs> Unless something crazy happens. Maybe we can still finish top two. No, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> if they lose all of Actually, their we'll go through in second, win. and you guys can go in third. And Jordan uh, goes out in a, in a tiebreaker <laughs> with, like, six points or something. And ha- yeah. Haaland gets out of here. I, if only that happened before this group, right? But whatever. If Sporting beats Dortmund and we go through in second, Haaland's leaving in January. Sporting can force a Haaland transfer. Potentially. I mean, oh, he can, oh, he's okay, probably going to leave in January anyway, right? He <laughs> might leave in January, but if they, anyways, crash yeah. out, if they crash out, he's going to get the fuck out. Newcastle need a striker, boys. They're, they're going into a relegation battle <laughs> oh, with billions in the, in the bank. <laughs> you hate to say it, but that's a, probably such a good call. Like, uh, yeah, you know? <laughs> they're going to make like four January signings. At least. <laughs> I think they're going crazy. Remember that year? They still got relegated. The year they bought John Joe Shelby and a bunch yeah, of other players. Yeah. Like $50 million. Yeah. Uh, they spent. It, it's going to be that only on crap, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I Sinat, last question for me, dude. I just wanted to know a bit more about your backstory, oh, yeah. uh, how you became a Beskitas fan. And, and, and I mean, I can tell from your accent, you know, a, a, a fellow North American like me and Christian here. Easily could have went to one of the bigger clubs like like United or City or well not City but Liverpool you know, um, what what made you turn to Pesquitas? How did you be? How did you get here, dude? So it's funny. I guess it's a it's a good story maybe. Um, so yeah, as a kid, I used to go to Turkey every summer uh, to see family. Uh, my mother is Turkish, but my father is American, um, and I grew up here in New York City. Um, born and raised. Go Knicks, by the way. I, I, that was a huge <laughs> win last night. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, I saw everyone was all I, fired I, up outside the I arena. Imagine, imagine yeah. It looked like a finals game one win, to be honest. But uh, good for the huge. Knicks. It was huge. Facts. I, I was double overtime against the Celtics. No, I'm sorry. We're way out that big. But yeah, um, <laughs> growing, up, growing up here, uh, yeah, I used to go to Turkey every summer and um, it's funny. My whole f- family over there are Fenerbahce fans. Like they lived, you could see the stadium and hear whenever they would play, whenever they'd score a goal. It was like it was it was insane. When you, if you like on the balcony, anyway. But um, so I should have been a Fener fan, but I had one uncle who spoke English fluently, and I don't speak Turkish. It's like one of the. It's probably why I went to Turkish football to sort of have that connection to my roots. You know that I. I don't have in other facets that I should. Uh, I mean, I could speak a little circus, but you know. Um, 
but so yeah, that one uncle who could kind of we could converse easily, and you know, he was good at good at English. He was a huge Besiktas fan. Like he had season tickets and would go, you know, and he'd always get me gear and stuff. So he kind of just like got it in my head, you know. And and when it came time, like in school, uh, like high school, when I was starting to get into the sport, it was finally being aired here in the United States a little bit. And of course, it was just like Premier League. I mean, still, it's 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 paltry, but you know, at least now you can get like La Liga or Bundesliga or whatever. But you know, back then it was. It to was be honest, to be honest, right now for me, the Turkish league is far more accessible than the Portuguese league because it's literally on BN Sports. BN it comes Sports. in it's not yeah. that obscure cable package. It doesn't True. come in the basic I, one, but I you just got to get that. one level up to get it, which I have. Exactly. I have like level yeah, two of four, and I get BN Sports. So, but the thing you run into with that is sometimes it's only like two games a week, and what yeah. if your team misses out? So sometimes that sucks. But like, if you catch two out of every three on normal television, I think I would trade it's that awesome. and then illegally stream the third one that's not on. <laughs> well, that's- and, and the cool thing actually is they've kind of given BN Sports Extra, their like Roku channel or whatever, to to the Super League. So actually, like, I, I just they lost La Liga this season too, so more yeah. Super League matches. I bet exactly. So yeah, like I haven't missed a game. I, like. I'm paying to see Best Touch in New York, which is wild. Like I, you know, anyway. And you don't even so, have to do anything that crazy. It's just a channel, right? Like exactly. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's it's on my Roku, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's weird. Um, or not like you could get it on. Uh, there's like TV, like legal TV streams, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You download like the apps and stuff. Xumo.tv. I don't even know how you pronounce it. Zumo, whatever. But yeah. Um, and like you can just watch it on the internet, like without any, you know, you're not doing any, any getting any shady pop-ups or anything, you know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, that that's a really convenient thing now for for following. But back in the day, there was not, I didn't, I'd never even dreamed that would be a possibility, to be honest. Um, but yeah, like I, when I finally had to pick a team, and and I didn't really want to pick an English team, sort of arbitrarily. I kind of went back to my roots and remembered all those experiences as a kid. So I guess the moral of the story is if, if for your listeners or, or viewers, um, if you are Portuguese and you speak English well, that's that's how you're going to hook your 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 family members abroad to your team. Like talk to them often in, in uh, about it because that's like all like 12 family members were talking Fenner, Fenner, Fenner and none of it sort of. None of it got through, but like the one guy who could like sit me down and like talk about the history and the players and you know kind of get me into the the ethos of the club or whatever it is, like that's the guy that that won out, you know, in the end. So <laughs> I guess that's the moral of the story. Fair enough. Um, Chris, I don't know if you have any other questions for uh, for Sinan here. Um, no, I mean, that was, that was awesome. I appreciate you, uh, coming on, obviously. Um, wish you guys the best of luck, both against Gala on Monday. What time is it on Monday? It'll be on my TV. One. One p.m. early. All right. Maybe I'll catch some of it in a, uh, lunchtime. lunchtime. Yeah. I'll definitely be rooting for them. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, uh, best of luck when you guys come to Alvalada. I'm guessing that'll be the following week then, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, early. November. It's on the Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Do you want to preview it real quick? Let's do that. So, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, on that game? I don't know if Christian's about to pull something up or not. No. 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 
All right, all right. What's what's your thoughts on on the upcoming game? I know I know there's there's some games in between, but what do you think uh, Bashkitish can do better, or maybe even from what you hear from your coach, uh, are looking to capitalize possibly on? Well, I think the like shock and awe tactic he tried to employ uh, at the beginning of the, of the first match is probably out the window. You know, the element of surprise is gone. I think I, I should say I hope that he'll have learned from that and he'll play a little bit more conservatively, um, at least as far as like keeping his guys' uh, energy going a little bit further into the match. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I ex- do better as far as the final scoreline because uh, we'll have hopefully no more injuries. But, um, you know, the guys who are there will, I, I really hope, start to gel as a unit, you know, and start to play well together. Uh, of course, you never, you know, that's that's sort of a wild card. So we're still hoping that's the case. But, you know, I, I think that'll be another four or five matches in the belt by then. So, you know, I think I, I doubt you'll see much change as far as the, the tactic employed. Um, you might see another left back out there. We have a young kid named Ridvan who is sort of, I think, debatably better. Um, you might see, uh, instead of Kyle Laren, uh, you might see Georges Kevin Nkudu on the left wing. He's injured. Uh, he came into the season real hot, but then, you know, some hamstring thing that was like day to day turned into week to week. So, I don't, you know, we'll see. But, um, you know, I don't, I wouldn't expect to see major changes tactically, um, but certainly a change in the approach. All uh, right. Again, I hope, you know, I hope. That's the case. <laughs> you never know. Some of these Turkish managers are real stubborn, you know. So, anyway. what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you make your odds to, to, to either, you know, the odds of a win or, or a draw? Um, um, I would say that there are. I would, I would bet that we would draw. I think like I, I, odds are definitely on a draw for for us. Uh, and if, if anything, they favor you winning probably because um, I don't, you know, I think everyone, probably you guys too, went into this match feeling like whoever won this one would have the advantage going to the next one because of the, the the mentality going forward. Who has, you know, what are you playing for? And, and I think it's a lot more exciting to be playing to, to stay in the Champions League rather than, you know, hope to get a spot in the Europa League. So for sure, I would, yeah. I would assume you guys will have the sort of mental edge for sure. But um, yeah, I, I would. I would sort of say that you guys have the odds in your favor, but I would still think that a draw is the most. Nothing crazy. I I would imagine. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, go. I'm I'm pretty much done. I don't know if you want to give your preview on, on what you might. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I expect, I expect a strong Basique, this squad who will, yeah, be playing for their lives, but at the same time, sporting, is kind of playing for their lives too, just in a different way. Um, because they know that if at the same time Ajax gets a result uh, in Germany, they're going to, they're going to, when the whistle blows, they're going to be tied for second, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that the group's still wide open. And um, I mean, I didn't expect to think, be thinking about talking about qualification, to be honest. And, the only reason I we are honestly is because of the Ajax convincing win and our yeah. convincing win. Um, <laughs> so yeah, think, things change fast in this group, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, losing four to one 
second. It's yeah, hard. We had a it's lot harsh. of hopes it's coming harsh. in. I think four three or five four or five three is the is the more. I think five three should have been the score. I don't know. Did you guys see what happened to Roma today? That that sort of makes me yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I left work and I checked the score. I'm like, what? Six. That's crazy. Yeah, I saw that that team has a giant fish statue in their stadium. It's like, haha, banter, and then they win six <laughs> one. Like, yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, that was that was fun. That that made me feel a lot better about everything. It would be a lot harder to be a Roma fan today, I guess. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Christian, I don't know if you want to just quickly give us uh, a Moodley Dodgers or other sports like we discussed on your uh, on your podcast and on, and because we actually have some European uh, games that we played this weekend, and then uh, I guess we can just wrap it up and call it a pod. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, okay, so uh, I'll start. I I I definitely I did not. First of all, I'm going to start caveat this with I did not get everything Steph style. Did not no. get any volleyball. Or women's volleyball, or any other of the non-main pavilion sports. So I have what I have. <laughs> <laughs> it's also been it two weeks. It it's also been two weeks, which is <laughs> it builds up yeah. if you miss a week. You know, it's like double is like fucking forty games. So basketballs played four games since our last pod. They lost to Porto in the league. They lost to Antwerp Giants in match day one of FIBA Europe Cup. Then they beat. Uh, Mons Hainault in second round of uh, FIBA Europe Cup yesterday, and along the way they also beat Academica in the league 98-59 obliteration. Um, so one and one in FIBA Europe Cup, and uh, I believe two and one in the league. So we fine. Sorry, last podcast did we talk about the Porto loss? We may last have. One? I don't think we did because what what also just happened with Porto? Just as a side note. Like their last uh, game, they were protesting the refs or some shit like that. So they never even showed for the game because they got scheduled the ref who allegedly we've literally broken down the play in excruciating detail and have determined why it's not a foul and then why it's the dumbest play ever by the second Porto player to foul the guy with the game yeah. tied with like 0.5 seconds left. Um, so they just refused to play the game. That, see, this is fortunate for you. They got Ridiculous. scheduled a ref that they didn't like and then refused to play the game. <laughs> Sounds like Fenerbahce behavior to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the state of, of Porto. We lost them, so damn. Basketball team's got to get back on the saddle. Uh, two ladies' games. Uh, win against Tabosa, 4-1, and a win against Estudil, 4 nothing. Hockey, that same weekend that we lost to Porto in basketball, we also lost to them in hockey 9-5. That was two weeks ago, so that was a bad weekend. Um, I'll admit it. But then we followed it up with a win against Barcelos, who's like the fourth team in Portugal um, for hockey. Really good. Um, beat them 7-4. Futsal, 3-0. Um, 4-0 win against Faf. 3-0 win against Modicus. 4-1 win against Portimones. Easy peasy. 3-0. Um, futsal team's just getting started. Um mm-hmm. Handball. Handball played against a team that I've never heard of, so I'm guessing they're promoted. Artistica de Avanza. Advanced artist or artistics. Art, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. They beat them 46 Advanced 48. Artists. 
for handball, that's a lot. 46 is a lot for handball. So we spanked them. <laughs> we spanked um, those artists. <laughs> uh, yeah. Advanced, it's just a bunch of part-time artists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Part-time artists, part-time handball. <laughs> um, we beat ABC 35-28. Um, we're 6-0 and in the league pacing the pack. I think Porter was also 6-0, but that's good. And then yesterday for the uh, Europe, after basketball won their first European game in a year, handball won in a literal buzzer beater. Like yeah. they, we scored with like five seconds left and then they didn't even have enough time to get the ball out of the net and go up the court. So we beat them 29-28. Uh, I think that was the first European game, um, but uh, Alpha Kerensky will correct me if it was the second and I'm forgetting the results of the first one. I actually, I don't think it's the first one, but I don't remember the first one at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, get in the chat. And then uh, UEFA Youth League, we beat Besiktas 3-1. Um, so I think, does, does Besiktas have any points for UEFA Youth League? Do you know, Sinan? Or do they have one point, maybe? We're in uh, second uh, with five points. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Ajax yeah. has seven. We have five. Zip. Dortmund has four. Mashik, this is zero. Yeah, um, yeah. So, That's yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's tough. We have a top academy. So does Ajax. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we really got screwed in that department, honestly. <laughs> um, I will add one. Speaking of pavilion sports, uh, Besiktas has um, a really solid basketball program. And um, their product, Alperen Shengun, just played for Houston Rockets last night in his NBA debut. Had 11 points on, in 19 minutes, six boards, two assists. So that's pretty know. good. Just that's saying, solid. not bad. He's, he played on their opening night roster. You know, that's that's pretty sick. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that's like the first time that's happened. For <laughs> Still, so was, was he was he playing for Besiktas? Got drafted, kept playing for Besiktas, and then eventually went over. No, like so that's normally won. the formula. Yeah, yeah he, he that they assumed he would be a drafting stash, but they uh they called him in for summer league, and I guess he oh, and he he right away after that he, he earned his spot. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Damn. So they like bought they bought him out or whatever. Yeah, you know whatever that that contingency is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But so anyway, that's that's the only news I have as far as. <laughs> no, that's pretty sweet. No, it's solid. Namias Kita, the first Portuguese player ever drafted, yeah. is on the Kings. Did not was a DNP uh in his opener, so. Yet to get a Portuguese player in the NBA, but hopefully by the end of the season he steps on the court. There you, go. There you, you go. think that he will? You think you would have to think that he will? Nah, Kings will be out of the playoff the Kings, race. I was gonna say, man, I'll we'll be out of the playoff race by February. And there's by there's a bunch of go, go ahead. Sinan. By the middle of next week, I don't. You're <laughs> out of the playoffs. I, there's a lot of uh, Portuguese people on the timeline talking about the Kings are about to win the. Um, the NBA championship, like they were looking at the Milwaukee ring and like, that's Kings next. That's Kings next. <laughs> like, guys, Calm down, man. <laughs> As a Knicks yeah, fan, maybe the D league, maybe he'll leave the D league. Yeah, the D league. The yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. The G league team. For sure. Uh, all right. Cool. I mean, I guess we'll leave it at that. Um, AG uh, is this Saturday. AG is All I'll say is it's getting crazy, right? It's getting really crazy. These last days in the run-up, Rosario Alves is saying shit. In the mud. Andre Bernardo, the sad director, is saying shit. Verandes will probably do an interview. They sent every saucy a text message today encouraging them to vote yes and kind of 
indirectly threatening them yeah like kind of being like if you don't approve this like something bad might happen like (laughs) crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy it's all on the feed if you want to check it out um i know some of you probably want to just kill yourself when you hear us talk about it and uh (laughs) i don't blame you but i just can't i just can't look away man it's so juicy dude and then i mean if he wins on saturday it's gonna die down but if he loses on Saturday, it's gonna be uh, a bomb detonating. <laughs> you haven't seen I, nothing yet, basically. Yeah, exactly. Let, let, let's quickly—not uh, even a preview, just a prediction on the uh, Muradins game—and then I'll okay. ask on a prediction of the Galatasaray game, and then uh, maybe in the group chat we'll we'll <laughs> ask everybody about players because I only remembered that shit that we were doing that league just now. Um, but anyways, I'm going to say a, a big 3-1 win for us this weekend. What do you think, Chris? 2-0. Uh, 2-0. Two 2-0? Nothing. Two nothing. I'll go with two goals. so I'll just throw that out there. Nothing else. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the main man, Paulinho, and uh, Paulinho Banger. Sinan, Derby. What are, you, what are you thinking? What are you saying? Don't jinx yourself, of course, but what do you, what do you think is going to be the outcome? I think we're gonna win. I think that the the loss to you guys. Where is it? Is it at you or away? Vodafone Park. We're we're at home. Uh, still fifty percent capacity. Yeah, I think so. But it, we. It was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. It was yeah. still pretty good. Fifty percent. Uh, no, but I think we're gonna win. I think that this that that, that performance will sort of drive the side to do better. I think enough of the pieces have sort of started working out. I think Alex Teixeira probably scores again. He's he's looking hungry. Um, Bashuai. If he can stay on side, we'll probably score. Uh, I, I would say like two two nil or three to one. I think Besiktas claims this one. Galatasaray, the the they're they're getting better, but they still haven't really been very impressive. Um, Did they win today? Do you know? Um, yeah, they beat Lokomotiv Moskva one to nil, but they could have lost so easily. Like it really didn't look so mm-hmm. good for them. They're still looking for themselves too, even more than us. You know, I think they had a lot more upheaval than we did. So, um, yeah, I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared of them. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Wishing you guys good luck uh, on Monday. I'll keep my eye on that. Guys, give uh, Sinan a follow at Sir underscore rights underscores a lot and his podcast at Eagles underscore podcast. I got that right, right? Hopefully. That's right. Perfect. Just Sinan. Drop- just dropped yeah. an episode today, actually, about the, the sporting game. So you can hear about it from our perspective, from my perspective. Sick. Sick. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Thank Thanks for joining us as always, man. And uh, hopefully see you for the second game. I'll throw that out there. Yeah, why not? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Sounds good. I, if it's really embarrassing, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the whole crew if it's really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put, give somebody else. I'll pass it on. Nah, <laughs> if Besiktas wins, we're both going to be here doing the goal differential contest or something. You there know? you go. There you go. That's right. That, then I'll definitely be back. No, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. No, I, I can take it. Sounds good, then. <laughs> All right. You guys know where to follow us. Sporting 160 and everything on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, OnlyFans. You know the vibes. Uh, yeah, Viva Sporting. Ciao.